Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another interview episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Culberton, and who's with me tonight? Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Andrew Smith. And where my people know you from? I am the founder of From Gamers Magazine. It's a community-focused new print magazine that's funded solely on Kickstarter. Which got my interest when I first heard it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely been a journey, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I, w- I was surprised because, I mean, just the way that the, the current market is in the world. But So I was excited to see that someone is doing it. We actually have a mutual friend. That's how I found out about you. Oh, yeah? Who's that? Daniel Jones. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. Who's been on my podcast a long-ass time ago. We covered Dino Crisis. <laughs> in the like 40s or something episode oh man but i do have a few questions i wanted to ask you so what is your magazine that you just started first yeah so i'm um, like i said it's called from gamers and it's just it was just born out of a desire to try something new i've been around the gaming industry a little bit it's not my full-time thing but i was a freelancer started in college and it's just kind of always been an interest and in, i'm also the owner of a gaming guide site called guidefall so kind of got that rolling and i just wanted to expand a little bit and try some new things and learn some new skills so i was like you know what what could be better than trying to start a print magazine when print media is dying so i was like you know what why not let's let's give it a go so so here we are we're we're starting on issue three and kickstarter is live for that right now and it's just it's been quite the journey learned quite a lot of things along the way that's for sure (laughs) no i mean print is definitely not dead as much as people act like it is i worked in printing and for a bunch of different jobs before (laughs) far from dead you know people like to act like it is (laughs) yeah yeah well that's what we found is you know even even though you see a lot of physical media especially in the gaming space going away and going digital it's like at the end of the day people still want to have something they can hold their hands on people still want to flip the pages in a magazine or people still want to hold a physical copy of the game themselves i mean there's a reason why all these indie games are getting physical releases from from places like limited to run games because people want to hold them people want to display them on the shelves (laughs) and and show some love to their favorite media yeah, there's there's something I don't collect. I'm mainly a Steam guy now when it comes to sure. gaming, but I don't know how that happened. But just like recently, <laughs> I just started buying tons of bundles. I'm like, I'm OK with this. Sure. Well, I moved twice and that's kind of I have like five yeah. bookshelves next to me covered in PS like PS2, PS3, 360. And I'm just PS4 and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Anytime you have to pack up the bookshelf, it makes you rethink um, collecting. Yes. So first thing I wanted to ask you, because before anytime I do an interview like that, I always kind of before we get more into what you're up to. But what is what got you into gaming? Yeah, so I started, you know, I'm, I'm not too old. So I started on the GameCube back in the day when I was about six or seven with with some Mario Party. That was my first experience <laughs> with gaming is playing Mario Party with my sisters. And it just I don't know, you know, when you're six or seven, how how old I mean, how experienced are you in gaming? But, you know, it's just it's fun. And that that's really the thing about gaming is gaming should always be a fun experience for you. So. A lot of fun with Mario Party, a lot of hours invested in Mario Party over the years, and, and that evolved into uh, eventually the Wii as I got older, and um, then eventually as I got into you know, middle school and high school, started dipping my toes into the online shooter world, which I am not very good at, I've found, but Xbox, and then you know now I'm, now I'm all in with Series X and PlayStation 5 and just try to play as much as I can get my hands on, but it just started early with, with the classic games like Mario and, and all that kind of stuff, and just trying out new things along the way, finding out what you like finding out what you don't like and doing more of that. Do you have a favorite like style of game or like your type, I should say? I'm I'm more of a fan of story-driven titles. I really okay. like to not have the game lead me necessarily, but I like to unfold a story as I go. I just not, I'm not of a create-your-own-story kind of guy too much. I like, you know, just a, I like the like the Marvel movie style of game where a story <laughs> just unfolds along the way and uh, and I can just experience and enjoy it. So something like God of War or something like that where it just unfolds along the way for me is really great. 
kind of the same way. I want, well, I like the game to hold my hand. <laughs> just sure. Right along sure. the way, but I don't like multiplayer experiences. I don't like anything competitive. Sure. I'm the kind of the same way. I like just a nice story. That's all I want to play. Wait. Which is kind of odd since I'm the owner of a gaming guide site, which is like the totally opposite of all that. But but personally, in my own gaming experience, when I'm playing games for pleasure, I find myself going for story games. But when it's time to get to work on on the gaming guides, it's more of a let me find the biggest open world game I can find and go after it. Okay. And what is your what would you consider your favorite game? Oh, wow. Tough question. I know. Loaded question. Um, my you know, as a Mario fan starting early, my favorite game was probably Super Mario Odyssey on the Switch. And, you know, it's hard to say why it's my favorite game exactly, but I think just the time in my life I was in college and it was like a game I played with all my roommates and we all would like come around together at night and we would hunt down all the um, power moons and all the purple coins and all that good stuff. It's like one of the few games I've actually 100% it all the way. Nice. So just, I don't know, the experience of playing with my roommates and we'd like pass around the Joy-Cons and just experience it together. And then just the fact that it's Mario, I just love Mario <laughs> and exploring all the different worlds and different environments and stuff is just hard to beat. But if I had to go an indie route, I would probably say uh, what remains of Edith Finch, just oh, God. The, the odd story mechanics and just, you know, as a narrative guy, just the weird story is just fun. It, that game hits me hard. I've played it multiple times. <laughs> just, it's just fun. That's a really good like game, that game that you can burn through in a day or two. <laughs> and again mention that you did start a magazine so i, I want to ask you what inspired you to start a magazine in this day and age sure <laughs> well like i said earlier you know i just <laughs> i was like you know why not i've never done this i have no experience in print media whatsoever and i was like you know why not I just try it why not what could, what's the worst that could happen i'll throw it up on kickstarter and if it doesn't get funded it doesn't get funded yeah you just walk away but, from you it, know, I, I had a little bit of a business experience with with guidefall and that has grown well and it started from zero to it does about 400,000 views a month now. So nice. just, just growing that. And then I was like ready to try something else and kind of, especially with being a gaming guide site, like we don't really get to tell the fun stories in gaming. You know, you don't really, we're not really big on features and that kind of stuff because that's not really what we're about. So I was like, well, let me find an outlet where we can tell people's stories and we can tell people's experience with games and, and do it in a fun way that's not really being done as much anymore. So I was like, you know what? I, I gathered my business partner and I was like, just hear me out. I was like, what if we started a gaming magazine? And he's like, well, what do you know about print media? And I was like, not a thing, <laughs> not a thing, but we'll figure it out along the way. And so, but yeah, the idea behind it is just that it's community driven. We're not, we don't have a team of writers or anything like that. Anybody, we just put it open for pitch call and anyone's welcome to submit. And we've had people with tons of gaming experience, written experience, write for us. And we've had people with no written experience, write for us. And it's just really a community thing what the community wants to see is what we're going to try to do and it's it's just all about making gaming fun and making the experience of reading a gaming magazine again just an enjoyable experience trying to trying to re reinvent the ideas of gaming magazines a little bit you know i think back in the 90s early 2000s gaming (laughs) magazines were the place to go for all your gaming news and your guys and your tips and your reviews but that's not the case anymore you know everything's online within within a matter of minutes once news releases and so you kind of have to evolve as as time evolves. And so we're trying to evolve the magazine a little bit, make it more of a place where you can read awesome stories about games and um, just relate to people's experience with games instead of uh, a place where you're going to go to get the news or reviews and, and all that stuff. You're making yourself stand out. And I also am a big fan of anything community-driven because I feel like you get you get a type of spirit you won't get normally. You'll find people that you wouldn't have found before that have stories come out of the woodwork like, with like this podcast, I like to always get different random people on that have never been on a podcast before just to hear their take on sure. some game. So it's not yeah. a cool thing. 
yeah, it's fun to just, you know, issue two, we have a, just an interesting story about, about how world of Warcraft and someone had, you know, played world of Warcraft for like 15 years of their life in it. And it, they pulled away from world of Warcraft to go to final fantasy and how hurricane Katrina affected their decision to do all that. And it's like, yeah, that's just stuff you're not going to find on, yeah. on the internet. And it's just fun to hear people's stories. And you know what? I don't care about world of Warcraft at all, but I really enjoyed <laughs> hearing the story and it was a good, you know, it was one of my favorite pieces in the magazine. Well, that emotional connection for people. Right. It's just, it's always interesting to hear people's sides of the story. That's kind of what we want to do. And and I wouldn't really call myself a journalist, but the idea of journalism is to tell people's stories and is to tell yeah. people's um, experiences. And that's just what we're here to do. We're trying to give them the platform and then let them share. I mean, you're a magazine editor, so I guess you are a journalist now, whether <laughs> whether you meant to be or not, Maybe. technically. Maybe so. I think that's how it would work. <laughs> well, what were some of the challenges you faced trying to get this off the ground? Because I'm assuming this must have been a, a task. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the biggest part was just honestly finding the audience. You know, most people would say in 2021, a gaming magazine is probably not the way to go. So it's like, how do we find an audience for this? You know, we don't want to make it for 10 people to read it. And so it's like, how do we go about finding finding the audience? And how do we go about also finding an audience who's not just going to follow us on Twitter, but is going to donate to our Kickstarter campaign and help us raise the money? Because printing a physical thing is it's going to cost a good amount of a good amount of money and more than I honestly ever thought. So that was, the, you know, just the first part is how can we present this to people in a way that they enjoy? And it's not just like we're trying to make money off of you or something like that. You know, how can we just really show that this is, I mean, we don't make any money off from gamers. So it's like, how can we just present this to you in a way? And it's like, we're making this for the community. This is really a community thing. And where can we find that group of people? And thankfully, we we're able to find it. So once we got that figured out, the the next part was just figuring out how in the world to um, make a magazine. I had, I mean, when I tell you I had zero idea how to make a magazine, I had zero idea. Like, I didn't even know what software to use. I don't know how to use it. I don't know about print and bleed and paper size and paper weight and all that stuff. So it's all been a learning, a learning curve that has also been a very expensive experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes that's where some of the best ideas come from, Jonah, when you're dropped into a frying pan and see the fry or figure it out like yeah. i was like well great we raised this money and people want two issues of the magazine and i was like <laughs> how do i make a magazine so i would like to think that the second issue is far better than the first issue but <laughs> both of them are good and i'm proud of both of them and it's really just been honestly a fantastic experience that i wouldn't trade and it's funny when you mentioned bleed and paper size i used to work in printing i used to work at fedex office for a year so all those all those words like oh i understand that completely i never did layout but i know so it. what you're telling me is i need to come to you next time i have a question about about the proper bleed for a certain size magazine. I know some. <laughs> <laughs> I know some of that stuff. I also used to work on big printing presses that would have printed magazines back in like the, like two, the 20, 2009, 2010, around uh -huh. that time. So I have <laughs> some knowledge. Sure. Very old knowledge. Sure. Well, we'll put our brains together and see what we can come up with. <laughs> well, I think I found like when it comes to like gaming magazines, there aren't many that are even out there physically anymore. You have Game Inform, and I think that's really the main one now. So I think it's you know also super cool that you guys are you know making something different because I mean I love Game Form, but that's owned by GameStop and that's a whole other mess sure. of. <laughs> sure. So it's nice yeah, and really cool. There's very community. few mass market magazines and and kind of what we found is is there is a bunch of in my time just trying to build a community and trying to you know just meet people along the way and learn from other people. I've found a few other very small you know niche magazines like I'm not sure if you're familiar with Switch Player, but that's one of the I'm not the leaders in. Nintendo magazines, but it's just started by a guy like me who just kind of wanted to to do something different, and he's found himself a nice audience. And 
I don't know. It's just nice to see someone do something different and people react to it in a positive way. So I was like, let's try it. Why not? I mean, if you love it, that's what matters when it comes down to it. Right. Definitely. <laughs> and what was your job before you started doing this magazine? Or do you still, are you still have a day job? I do. I am actually a full-time teacher and oh, coach, which is geez. kind of odd for someone in the gaming space to be, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It feels like sports and gaming don't often go together, but I'm a, t- a PE teacher and a basketball coach. So got that That's going nice, in the day. And then when I come home from work, I work, you know, work on, work on guide fall, work on from gamers. So I know so how that still, goes. still plugging away at that. <laughs> for me I, I work in sales now but like the podcast that's my baby even though i don't sure yeah that, that's i completely I understand <laughs> yeah that's how i feel about it. it's like i got got my job day job and then i got my night job <laughs> the important thing that you love the second job especially if it doesn't pay you right. very much. <laughs> definitely that's what i always got to say and how did your family react when you told me you were going to start a magazine <laughs> uh, they were really great they were they were a little not skeptical but just confused at first especially um you know my parents don't have a history with gaming or anything like that. And and they kind of, I kind of prepped them for it in the fact that, <laughs> you know, I started Guidefall and had done some freelance work for IGN and some other outlets. Oh, nice. sorry, for IGN and some other outlets um, over the years. But so I kind of give them a little preview of, of what was about to happen. But, you know, they, <laughs> they were very supportive and they still are very supportive and, and they are always quick to back when there's a new Kickstarter campaign. So that's, it's that's nice sweet. to have family support and, they come over and they help me package the magazines when it's time to send them out. So I would be in big trouble if I had to do that all by myself. So, so do you use FedEx, USPS, or UPS to ship? I do <laughs> USPS. Wait. They're the cheapest. I just don't trust they're, them, but they're, they're good for magazines. They're the cheapest. That's the problem, mm-hmm. man. Especially shipping international. It's just, I oh God, yes. definitely underestimated how much it's going to cost mm-hmm. to ship international. And on the first Kickstarter campaign, I totally messed up the shipping. And on one of the tiers, I did not charge for international shipping. So I was having to foot the bill for the cost of two magazines shipping separately internationally, which was about $20 a piece. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's cheap. so, yeah, <laughs> well, thankfully we kept it about 10 ounces. So it wasn't, you know, too heavy of a, of a shipment, but compared to us, which is runs about $3 maybe for the magazine, yeah. it, it's painful to bite the bullet and eat the overall $40 cost when I forgot to charge. If you would have, if you would have shipped at FedEx and you would have fit, it fit it in a FedEx envelope, Depending on what country you're going to, it would have been anywhere from fifty dollars to ninety dollars. Yeah, yeah. I explored some <laughs> different options, and I was like, "Well, USPS is definitely the only way to go because <laughs> FedEx and UPS is just mm-hmm. too much." I mean, they're reliable because I—I mean, I used yeah. to work there. They're very reliable, a good company. But as I used to say, like when it came to international, we were fast, but we weren't cheap. <laughs> right. So, right. That was our specialty. I used to always tell people that. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about your magazine. I know you mentioned earlier, but is it mostly like you said you're covering like, do you cover mostly newer games? Yeah. So uh, we're a modern gaming magazine and most of our focus is on, on modern game, modern gaming. Um, you know, we do have a retrospective every now and then like in the last issue, we had a, a nice piece about the best worlds of Super Mario 64. I mean, nice. just kind of touching on, on some old school gaming, but most of the time we try to focus on recent releases or every once in a while we'll do something on upcoming games. Like we have a thing on like, kind of a preview on Elden Ring an issue too, but we try to avoid, I don't know, previewy type stuff because it's just ever changing in the world of print. You know, by the time <laughs> you type something up in February, you print in March and you ship in April, and then your stuff's way outdated by the time yeah. it gets in the hands of people. There's been a, a new PlayStation event that reveals 100 new details about the game that, that you don't have. So we try to avoid that kind of stuff, but we do, I mean, we do reviews and we do interviews and features and all that good stuff so we try to touch on everything but our main focus is 
trying to tell stories. Yeah, I mean, that's what people want to hear, too. I mean, you people always remember those emotional stories that connect them to gaming. Like, I know there's one story that has floated around the internet about the guy with some Xbox racing game where he raced the ghost of his dad after he passed away. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, that's awesome that you're doing that, but that stuff I feel is going to connect with people and stay with people. Like, I can't remember exactly where I read the article, but I still remember that article from over 10 right. years ago. And, and that's the stuff that's gotten lost a bit. And not that it's necessarily, a, I mean, it is a bad thing in a way, but not that it's a bad thing, but in the age of the internet, it's all seo focused and how can i get my story to rank on the top of what people are searching so (laughs) you're not going to get a a story very often about you know someone's personal experience with gaming unless it's from one of the biggest sites out there and and there's a lot of people with great stories that just aren't gonna be able to tell their story at ign or at kotaku or at polygon or at GameSpot or you know wherever else so we're just trying to open up an outlet for people to share share their experiences and their stories pretty damn cool that's that's accessible and and easy to come by and what are your future plans with the magazine? That is a fantastic, fantastic question. <laughs> in my in my brain, where the world is perfect and things go exactly as planned, I would love it to be a, a quarterly magazine where we have a nice system of going to Kickstarter, getting funded, and then releasing a magazine every quarter. If we'll get there or not, I don't know. But that is the that's kind of the end goal in my mind. But for right now, the plan is just to you know keep chugging along and making making a magazine that people want to read and. And just trying to focus on the community and give people what they want. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones who are funding our magazine. And so so yeah. we want to give them what they want. And like I said, right now, we're we're in the middle of our issue three Kickstarter campaign. It's really only our second campaign because the first one was a, a bundle, the first two magazines. But so right now, we're just working through that, trying to get funded. We've got about, at the time of the recording, we've got about $1,000 left. I'm not sure when this is going live, but we've got about $1,000 left until we're funded. And then early November. there. Okay, so right about, yeah, about halfway. I mean, we'll have about. 10 days left maybe, but hopefully by the time people hear this, we will be fully funded. And I'm just going to try to speak <laughs> that into existence right now. Fully funded. And our plan is once we get funded to open up for pitches and just start rolling from there. So we have some fun stretch goals this time. We're trying to reach add new content, some art cards and stuff like that. Just fun little goodies that can come with the magazine if if we can exceed our goal. So we'll see where we <laughs> end up. But Plus, as I always like to quote, there was a Jason Mraz quote that I had, I had heard or at least a story at one time about about the joy of creating things where his wife had told him when he was upset, you know, go create something. And that high of knowing that you created mm-hmm. something. I mean, that's got to feel hella good when you held that first magazine Definitely. in your hands. Definitely. And when I see uh, once the, all the issues get shit sent out and I see people um, tagging us on Twitter and stuff and, <laughs> and just really enjoying the magazine, especially our writers who, who get to see their words in print is just a fun and that we don't show them the designs before we, before we do it either. So they just <laughs> hand us the story. And then a few months they get the magazine. So it's fun to see, um, see their reactions and their experiences with with what we did with their words and how we put it into design. And that's another part about print media is you get not only to tell the story, but you get to also have a visual aspect to it and a fun, a fun visual aspect. So like just for example, Best Worlds of Super Mario 64 piece we had in issue two, it we tried to design it to look like the inside of Peach's castle. And if you remember that game, it has you like jump through the pictures to go into the different worlds. So so our design is we have a bunch of picture frames on the wall and it's like we have the the fun Mario colorful text and all that stuff. And we just try to, you know, make it immersive. So it's almost like even before you see it, you feel like you're you're part of the story and you're connecting with that story before you even even start reading it. Pretty damn cool. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really cool. I mean, and a lot of people love game magazines. I know at one point when I moved, I had a giant stack of game informers sure. that I was lugging around for like five, six years. At one point. Sure, I have a game informer sitting on my table right now in front of me, actually. Hey, great magazine. Also different style. <laughs> I only had, I mean, one, I had them because of GameStop. I used to go there all the time. Yeah, so sure. That's another thing. But I, I didn't write this down, but I want, now that I, we've been talking, 
Uh, so when did you start Guidefall, your website? Yeah, so that is about, let's see, that started in 2019. It's about three years old now. And like I said, I started off just, hey, I was in college and I had a bunch of free time on my hands and I was <laughs> like, what else am I going to do? So, you know, I did see people writing about games and I was like, I'm going to try, try to give this a go. So, so I just applied for a position at some tiny little free site writing for free and kind of learning the ropes and stuff like that. And then just just over the over the months of doing that, I I started pitching some bigger outlets and honestly just sending out cold emails like, you know, here's a few links to my work. I would love to cover this game for you or whatever. And one thing led to another and I ended up at Game Revolution writing for them, doing some some guide work. And that kind of taught me a, a lot about Google and SEO and all that good stuff. And I just kind of delved into it a lot and really we got a deeper understanding of it. And then so moved on from there and started doing some some work for IGN. I ended up doing the Fortnite guides with IGN and was part of the news team there. So nice. really learned a lot there. And you know, eventually I was like, I'm just gonna try to to make something of my own. So <laughs> I started that guide fall in, in twenty nineteen. I think I was a junior in college and I was like, I'm just gonna you know, just throw some stuff up on here and, and just practice, you know, kind of pr- just practice what I'm learning and see see if it really works and see if you can really target what people are searching and all that good stuff. So one thing led to another, and that's just slowly grown over the years. And now we have a team of about five writers and, you know, are just trying to to be a positive outlet in the the industry and trying our best to pay pay our writers a fair rate and just all that good stuff. That's cool. I'm just looking at your website as we've been talking. It looks pretty interesting. Appreciate I see a lot that. of newer stuff too. Yeah, and we we try to supplement some of our stuff with. We try to do a little bit of news coverage, but I mean, at the end of the day, no one's going to come to my tiny website for news coverage. They're going to go to IGM, but we still try to <laughs> we try to um, be relevant and we try to provide answers for the latest games. I mean, we're just. I used to say the mission statement was to was to help. It was kind of cheesy, but I was like, the mission statement is to help people spend less time on the internet and more time playing games. So we just I don't know we try to <laughs> we like try that. to provide like a quick and short answer that's to the point and you know we don't want to be like those recipe websites where you have to read a story about how when they were eight years old they went to the grandma's house who made these amazing biscuits and you have to (laughs) scroll for five minutes down the page before you get to the actual recipe we try to just tell you what you look this is what we're going to show you here's the answer and if you need some more information we've got it below but i don't know we try to be short quick to the point and just you know just help help people get back to playing games and that's better though. Like I, I know with IGN is one I'll go to every so often because I use a lot of guides because I cheat myself as in the famous words of Ninja when it comes to gaming. <laughs> I love making that joke all the damn time in this show. But I, there have been time where I went to IGN. I'm trying to find like a simple guide and I just can't find. Like I'll search the game, I'll click, click, and they won't even have a guide. But it, Google right. will still take me right. there. They so. have an auto-populated page, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and so, nothing's there. Right. We we also <laughs> try to focus more on on not I don't want to say specialty stuff, but we're probably not going to do a lot of here's how to beat this mission in Cyberpunk 2077, you know, because IGN and Forbes, for some reason, and Game Informer and all those <laughs> other places are are doing all that coverage. So we try to do more like, you know, you can't find this certain item in this mission. Well, here's a quick, short guide. Here's how to find X item and Y mission and just provide a quick answer that people can quickly search and then put their phone down and get back to playing their favorite game. Okay. I mean, hey, that's better, though, because <laughs> you're not wrong. You don't want to be sucking in it all the time trying right, to find something. right. right. We're just trying to hit that that small market where there's still a little bit of a gap there, and you know, like I said, just be a, a positive influence in the industry and trying to Good teach thing. some people what I've you know what I've learned over the years about the gaming industry and and help people. Um, you know, if you want to be a writer, we'd love for you to come start at Guidefall and learn some stuff and then move on somewhere <laughs> else and uh, and make a good name for yourself. The funny thing is when you say that, 
is when I was younger, I actually tried to be a writer when I was like in high school and right out of high school, I actually tried to get published a few times. I wrote short stories. I wrote a novel. Uh, I entered contests, but then my girlfriend got pregnant and I'm like, well, then (laughs) get a job immediately and start working so much for that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I always think about definitely not the most lucrative industry, but no, it's always impressive when I hear that, you know, I I love writing to this day still. I don't do it anymore. This is my version of creating something (laughs) for the podcast, but so I get it. And you said you had wrote for IGN. So were you like a freelance writer then? Yeah. So with IGN, I started, you know, I had done some stuff for some, what I'd call like mid-tier sites like Game Revolution. And I had done some stuff for, you know, just some other mid-sized outlets like that. And I just sent a cold email to to one of the guides editors over there, Sam Claiborne, and was like, you know, here's some experience. If you have any any need for some guide help, I'd love to help. And he sent me back an email, which I didn't expect. He sent me back an email and he's like, here's three different guides we need. Which one do you want to do? And so so I found myself doing the Hitman 2 guide for IGN, having not a single clue, yet again, not a single clue what I was doing, weighing over my head, but managed to finish that and did a few more guides. And then one thing led to another and I ended up on the Fortnite guy I was leaving and the opportunity came. So ended up doing some Fortnite guides for IGN for about, three or four seasons maybe, which great learning experience, a lot of work, as you can imagine, <laughs> with, with Fortnite. But it was good. And that led to an opportunity to be on the news team. So spent spent a few months there doing news coverage and guide coverage just as a freelance. While I was a student, you know, had a lot of time yeah, um, between classes and stuff. And then had the opportunity to, to work with Prima Games doing guide coverage there. But that was a full-time position. So I had to, to give up, you know, my other freelance opportunities and Worked there for a little bit and decided not not what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be. So, and at that time I just graduated school, so I ended up just getting a full time teaching job and working on Guidefall on the side. And I don't really do any freelance work, but okay. um, you know, Guidefall's grown to where it's it's not a full time job, but it definitely takes up a lot of time. So, <laughs> I've been focused on that and just enjoying watching other people succeed and excel in the industry that that I've known over the years. It's a full-time passion type thing. Sure, <laughs> sure. I mean, that's kind of what these projects become in a yeah, way. Definitely. <laughs> that was kind of cool. I'm looking at your website. I see you do you do a lot of like new stuff on it. I know what you mean. Like you were saying earlier, where you're not people are going to come, but you never know. You know, sometimes right. people do like hearing someone that isn't like one of the big promoters or the ones where people make those like, oh, they're getting paid. And like, well, yeah, that's how the world right, works. Right. Well, then we like to you know our all of our writers have different interests, and we like to give them an outlet to you know, share about their favorite game or what games they're looking forward to. And if they see news coverage about their favorite game and they want to write a story about it, you know, we're happy to happy for them to go for it and give them a little bit of money to do it. So it's really just about, like I said, trying to be a, a positive place in the game industry and try to to really be a learning place for people who want to make a name for themselves and a place where they won't get taken advantage of and they'll they'll get good advice and hopefully, you know, good leadership for myself and the other owner and, you know, just give them a positive entrance into the gaming industry where they can, you know, grow if they want to grow or, or st- hopefully stay with us, but grow if they want to <laughs> grow and um, move on and, and, you know, just make a name for themselves. But w- our goal is for someone to make a big name for themselves and tell people they started a guide fall. So that hasn't happened yet, but, <laughs> but I'll let you know if it does. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about what I do is I try to do lots of connection with people. So that way I, I help people. I inspire people and help people like with podcasts and things like that. So you know, when if something ever does happen, they remember you too. So. Right, right. Like, if you get a job at IGN, just be sure to remember that you started at Guidefall and um, <laughs> tell everybody about it. Hey, that's nothing works better than word of mouth when it comes to <laughs> in a sales thing. I mean, as a guy who works in sales, that that works way more. All about sure building that reputation up. 
And since we're almost at Halloween at the time we're recording this, do you like horror games at all? I am a big old baby, and I do not. I, <laughs> I I'm too. not a scary movie guy. I'm not a scary game guy. Um, I don't like to be watching something and some ugly thing come scream at me on the screen and scare me. <laughs> not a fan. I'm the same way. So I completely <laughs> understand. I I played a bunch of horror games just recently for the show because of the time recording. This is right before Halloween. So Spooktober, I do horror, a horror game every week. And every year, I hate it. I hate October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm i a big old baby. I like to... Uh, I don't like scary movies. My girlfriend doesn't like scary movies, so we just stay away from it. My wife loves horror movies. So I hate them. She loves them. Suffer through them with her, man. It's, it's I do, part of the sometimes. deal. Not in the theaters, deal. though. I won't, like, we were supposed <laughs> to go see Nun in theaters a couple years ago for our honeymoon. I'm like, nope, I ain't sitting in. I can't do it. You can't You can't be embarrassed in public like that. <laughs> I can do it at home. It's just the big right, theater. Right. I'm like, nope, you're at home. There's a bunch of people around you, and it can't be screaming like a, like a baby. <laughs> yeah, just not my thing. Uh, <laughs> never has been. Um, and one of the last questions I want to ask you is, what game are you currently playing? Man, if only I had the, if, if I had as much time as I would like. Um, <laughs> most recently, is Deathloop. I haven't played as much of it as I would like, but I've got a few hours into Deathloop, and I'm hoping to pick up Guardians of the Galaxy, but we'll see what happens with that. But So not actively playing anything just with with school and work and all that stuff, but Started Deathloop not too long ago, enjoyed it, and then fell off the wagon a little bit. So I need to get myself back in it. But you know, nothing, nothing too close on their highs. And I'm looking forward to Halo Infinite. Um, and I'm looking oh, yeah, forward that's to coming out soon. So, so we'll see. Over uh, if I can catch up on some games over Christmas and get back on track. I always forget about Halo Infinite coming out because it. I just forget about the Xbox Series X right now. Yeah, same. Well, <laughs> I also I always want to be into every single AAA game that comes out. And I get really excited about it. And then I sit down and play it. And I find that a lot of them I don't enjoy. So I really, really want to be a fan of the Marvel video games. And every time I play one, I just don't oh. enjoy it. But I keep trying. And maybe one day I'll find one. I did, enjoy, I, I did enjoy Spider-Man. But if you ever, It's an older game. But the Captain America game based on the movie for 360 and PS3 is pretty good. Pretty good? I'll have to and try it sometime. And the DS version of the Thor game based on the movie is actually pretty good, too. It's okay. a 2D well, side scroller. Give those a go sometime. I couldn't. I I was super hyped about the Avengers game, and oh, me too. Gave it about an hour, and I was like, "Well, not for me." I really want to play it, but when I heard all the bad news about it, I'm just waiting for like ten bucks someday, and I'm going to pick it up and excitedly sure. play it. Yeah, but. maybe it'll come to Game Pass one day. I'm surprised it hasn't yet. To be honest, the way that that game's been treated. Man. Yeah. But the Guardians game, I saw that's getting good reviews, though. So, hey, maybe we'll get yeah, a good Marvel yeah, game again. All right. I have, one of our writers is reviewing, uh, a guy Paul is reviewing it. So I'm going to I'm gonna get him to give you the scoop and and <laughs> see if it's any good. Or I can ask him some questions and decide if it's if it's an Andrew game or not. Before I'm I hopeful shell, it's good. Before I shell out the cash for it. I want to see Marvel make more good games like Spider-Man again. <laughs> Spider-Man was great. I love Spider-Man. Yes, it was. Looking, was forward to, looking forward to the sequel. and the, the Venom thing seems pretty cool, too. And before we wrap up, any last things you want to say that where people can find your magazine at? There will be a link in the show notes to your websites. Yeah, um, just you know, check out the check out the Kickstarter, and if you if you miss the Kickstarter, you can get back issues at fromgamers.net as long as we have them. Uh, we still have a few copies of issue two left, so if you want to pick that up before you before you decide, um, we have physical physical copies of issue two. No more of issue one, unfortunately, but got some physical copies of issue two, and there's always digital copies on there if you want to check it out. But like I said, we'd, we'd love your support and we can't do it without the community. So we're always, we're always open to suggestions and you're welcome to uh, DM me on Twitter. I'm at underscore Andrew T Smith. 
I'm always welcome to DM me on there or on the From Gamers Magazine Twitter and ask me any questions. I'm pretty responsive and happy to answer anything. But but yeah, we just you know, love for you to come check us out and and hopefully you'll like what we're doing. All right. Well, you definitely got my interest. <laughs> so I've been kind of jumping on your website. We've been talking and it, it looks pretty damn cool. Yeah, my, okay, yeah. And the guide fall and the magazine looks interesting. I appreciate that. So, so I want to thank you for coming on today to join me for this. Thank you for the invite. I appreciate it. It's always fun to uh, <laughs> to just talk to other gamers and, and get their story. So you have my <laughs> you have my attention, that's for sure. And I want to and so definitely go check anyone listening, definitely go check that out. You see the links in the show notes to his channels or his websites. And I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Half Fury. You will see a link in the show notes to her TikTok. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube. Only audio, but we're there. And if you want to help support this show, you can go join our Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you can vote in our monthly Patreon poll. You will see a link down in the show notes, so definitely go check that out. And we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody.